was poor officiating Louisville's downfall last night in the overtime loss against UNC? Or was it the fact that Armando Baycott and the boys are finally figuring out how to play on the road? Let's talk about some of those men's games last night as well as the pa- earlier this week. We'll talk about Duke and Notre Dame as well as a big upset on the women's side as NC State was taken down by Notre Dame. A couple of young bloods decided they wanted to get it done. Hoops, we got you covered. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. My name is Candace Cooper, and I cover you each and every day. I have a slew of co-hosts that hold me down every single day. We've got a few change-ups this week. Nothing, of course, is happening as it should, but that's life sometimes. It's all good. We hold it down, and we make sure things roll. I hope you guys make us your first listen each and every day. So excited to be able to talk shop with you. More importantly, talk hoops with you. Today is going to be a fun episode, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Louisville was upset in overtime to North Carolina. We're going to talk about why that is important for both sides of the coin here. Both the Cardinals and the Heels needed a win and unfortunately took the loss for the Cardinals, but yet and still, we can find some positives, okay? We also got to talk about Monday's game, Duke taking down Notre Dame, as well as the Virginia-Boston College matchups. That's the mint. Then you got the women who we had a big game with North Carolina State and Notre Dame as the Notre Dame Fighting Irish decided that their young bloods are going to step up big time for their team. But why is that important? Because NC State needed that one. Let me get a gut check loss. Okay, let me just find out who I am. Let me get things back in order so I can make sure that I get things together. So that was the one and maybe things will be fine as they move forward. And I'm going to talk about that here in just a bit. So last night, if you were tuning in on Tuesday, you saw a great matchup between the Tar Heels and the Louisville Cardinals. Brady Manick led the heels with 24 points as Armando Baycott had 19 and 22 rebounds, a career high for him. But the story to me was Leaky Black, who had a three-pointer with just two minutes left in the extra session to let the Tar Heels pull away. Leaky Black, who was learning how to be confident and learning how to play his game, dealing with some anxiety in the past, is now figuring out how to just relax and really play his game. He's been a defensive senior leader, but now we've seen him be more confident in his shot, which is going to be essential for the heels down the stretch. And I will just say, I think it's a great opportunity for Carolinas not only play aggressively, but they were able to just really have high energy, right? They were in the game. They never let it get too far away from them, too far in front of them. They just kept chipping away. I think that was super important for a team that has been a lackadaisical a bit when they're on the road. They don't bring the same energy that they're used to having at home. Saturday, they put up at least beat NC State by about 20-something points, and we were thinking, okay, typical Carolina, have a great home game, and then next thing you know, they go in and they don't deliver when they're on the road, but that was not the case. I think it was a great opportunity 
for the Heels to pick up a good road win. Louisville, on the other hand, without Malik Williams, who was suspended for an undisclosed amount of time, they were trying to figure out how to get things going, and they certainly did. Sidney Curry had a great opportunity to keep them in the game, and he was an essential component to why the Cardinals were in this matchup for most of it. Interim head coach Mike Pegasus was called for a technical foul upon slamming a ball on the slamming his hand on the scorer's table, pissed off at some horrible officiating. You know, I know all the Cardinals fans have been in locked on Louisville uh, host Dalton Pence comments all day on YouTube, and I understand the frustration. And listen, sometimes bad officiated games happen. We know that here well in the ACC. Unfortunately, you've got to put yourself in a position to where it doesn't come down to the refs. And I think that's the biggest takeaway always is like at the end of the game, you can't you can't let the game be called by the referees in a bad sense. Now, did they mess up? Sure. Is it a bad notch? It's a bad sign, especially considering it's a conference matchup, a crucial conference matchup for both programs. Louisville looking for a big, a strong, big and strong, there it is, ACC win. And then you also have North Carolina desperately needing that one to stay in NCAA conversations. It's tough. But I think that the Cardinals will regroup. They play Syracuse on Saturday. That's a great matchup for them. And, of course, we all know the big matchup coming Saturday for the Heels will be against Duke. The Blue Devils, who are sitting atop of the ACC right now, they're trying to figure out how to maintain that top spot, knowing that they're going to get the best game from every single opponent every single time they hit the floor. We also know everything's different when it comes to this game, right? Everything goes aside. Records don't matter. You could have be having the worst season ever and you figure out how to win. Carolina's done it before, okay? Duke, on the other hand, has known how to come into uh, the Dean Dome and upset folks. I've seen it very much firsthand. Austin Rivers, I still hate you. <laughs> very firsthand with my own two eyes. It's tough, right? Game-winning shots. You know, shout out to Mr. T- what was his name? Ty- was it Tyus? I think it's Tyus Jones, the one who shot a, a game-winning shot as well. But listen, no, nothing matters there. Rivalry is rivalry. It's all fun, but you got to do what you got to do. It's Coach K's last game. Can he – Coach K's last game in Chapel Hill – Can he come with the victory? It'll be very interesting to see. Trevor Kills is going to make his return as he did for Notre Dame game. So, Brady Manick, Armando Baycott, you got your work cut out for you. We all know Caleb Love loves to go off against Duke, puts up 25 last season in Cameron. Can he figure out how to have a big game? He did against NC State. He's going to have to have one as as he's going to have to have one again. I don't know if MJ is busy. But he did show up on Saturday to honor Roy and the 1982 team. If we could get Michael Jordan to come on back, <laughs> that would be great. If he's not doing anything, has no plans, not checking in on the Hornets, hey, would love to see you in Chapel Hill on Saturday. I'm sure all the alum, if you can get a little phone call going, there's that. But wanted to talk about the Duke team here for just a bit. They played on Monday. Beat Notre Dame 57 to 43. Why that's important because Duke is defensively sound. And as I mentioned on Saturday, it's going to be a great matchup. But one of the things that's been standing out about this Duke program, if they're not able to stay in games offensively or have to go toe to toe, one thing they are great at doing is shutting teams down. And one thing we are we've seen from Carolina is their ability to get shut down. 29% they shot as low as this season against that Boston College team. So gonna need the best from both sides. And Duke is certainly trying to make its case for being a strong defensive program. 
program, which, you know, that's your identity already in February, you're going to be a, a solid squad. Okay. Other games that happened on Tuesday, Boston College played Virginia. Virginia picking up a good win for the team, 67 to 55. It was a great opportunity for the Cardinals to get it done. After a disappointing four-point road loss at Notre Dame, Virginia was able to bounce back in John Paul Jones Arena, beating the Eagles, again, 67-55. It was a great opportunity to see four different Cavaliers scoring in double figures, and UVA led by as many as 15 points. So it was all Cavs all day. Good game, solid game, nothing to see here. Now, if you are looking forward to tonight's matchups, I strongly encourage you to touch that dial, tune into your TVs however you watch. Notre Dame will be playing Miami. Miami currently sitting at the number two spot here in the ACC men's standing. So a great opportunity for them to make their claim to get closer to the top maybe even take away that number one spot for Duke. But Notre Dame needs this win as well. They are a team that is trying to get themselves in the conversation for NCAA tournament bubble, and it's looking kind of bleak, but it's never over till it's absolutely over. And a nice tournament run, ACC tournament run, could be doing for them. Pittsburgh plays Wake Forest at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Alondez William currently leading the currently leading as top scorer here in the ACC. So if you're looking for some high-flying offense, he and the boys will certainly have that for you in the Demon Deacon's sake. Florida State plays Clemson at 7 p.m. on ACC Network. Florida State, a team that we were just talking about how great y'all were a minute ago. Like, I need y'all to bring it back. Come on together. I'll have Jersey Drake here on Friday. Maybe he can help me figure out what's going over there in Tallahassee. Syracuse will play NC State at 9 p.m. on ESPN2, and then Georgia Tech will play Virginia Tech as well at 9 p.m. on ACC Network. So some solid games to play. Again, we know the ACC, most people are eating off of each other, and that's fine. We are definitely clawing our way, trying to figure out how to get at least a conference win or put ourselves in better positions to make NCAA tournaments here. So that's what's going down here in the ACC. A lot of good stuff, I'm sure, as you all know. But if it's not about the ACC and how well they're doing, it's certainly about how well they're traveling, how prepared they are, how strong they look, how good they look going out each and every time they touch the court. And I think that's because they're equipped with something strong, right? It might be Bilt Bar, the best price, best tasting protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better. If you want to eat healthy this season, join me in grabbing some Bilt Bars. Make sure that you know it's 100% covered in real chocolate. So if you want a little delicious treat as well as eating right, I strongly, strongly encourage you to get down with some Built Bar. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
All right, we're rocking and rolling here. We are making sure that we are all good when it comes to listening to Locked on ACC. If you have not yet followed the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave comments. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Locked on ACC. Let us know how you feel, right? We're vibing over here in the world of sports. We've got some good things going down when it comes to women's basketball as well. I'm going to make sure you're covered. I get it. If you have not yet watched the women's game, it's National Women and Girls Day, Sport Women and Girls in Sports Day. National Women and Girls in Sports Day. So do yourself a favor. Tune into a women's game on Thursday night. Make it an ACC game. You will not be disappointed, I promise you. It's a great opportunity to support the women's game. More than that, you learn some good things. You want to learn hooping. You want to learn sound, fundamental basketball. And then you want to get some rivalry action in there. Promise you. That in that women's basketball will not disappoint. More importantly, promise you that ACC women's basketball will not disappoint you. Now, there's a big game that I want to talk about that happened on Tuesday night. We had the Notre Dame Fighting Irish take on the NC State Wolfpack, Karen and Kevin Keyes family, Notre Dame women's basketball. That's what we call it now. Head coach Neil. Ivy, she earned her first top five win of her young coaching career when the Irish knocked off the Wolfpack 69-66. And as a result, the Irish remain undefeated at home, improving to 10 and Oh, it was a great opportunity for those women to have those young women, I should say, because they're led by Maya Dodson with an impressive 20 point, 10 rebound double double. She Eight, <laughs> Alyssa Kunane up, who only scored 13 points for the Wolfpack. I'm sorry to laugh. That's not, it's not funny because of that. But I think it's funny because of how, you know, we compare some of these top level, you know, top five teams here in our women's game. And then you see some of these young fighters who are just coming in and saying, hey, me, I got next, you know? So I think that's super awesome. Olivia Miles' stat line, she had 13 points and six rebounds and five assists, as well as Sam Brunel, who also notched double figures with 10 points. Those girls just came to eat. You saw it from the gate. Notre Dame's energy was just different, not only by just defending home, but it was just the way NC State looked like they were tired coming off of that big Carolina uh, win. They had just beaten their rivals, the Tar Heels, and they did it handily. They came back, right? And I think what we're used to seeing from NC State is maybe being down and figuring out a way to get back in and dominating games. Not the case there in uh, South Bend. It was Notre Dame, and then it was even more Notre Dame, right? Tale of two halves was not the story this time. I think what's really important, though, is Crutchfield having to figure out how to, you know, make those clutch threes. You got to have Brown Turner hitting those threes when it matters and not panicking. I think sometimes you you see a little panic from when – you see a little panic from these ladies when they're trying to dominate. They want to force the issue. And if they just relax and play their game, it'll be a lot easier, right, to just slowly chip away at leads. The, the, mm, there it is. The Wolfpack wouldn't go away. They cut the lead to five with 3.30 left. So they were trying. They did all they could and all they made, 69-63. Then you get a foul. You make I'd lay up, you get the foul, you're able to put yourself within three. But again, two co- a couple of three-point attempts didn't go in. 
and your fighting Irish walk away with the victory. Sometimes I get excited and talk fast. Can you tell? All right, say all that to say, I still think it's a great opportunity to see a good team get taken down, but more importantly, a young team show that they're just as capable and ready to take over when it comes to seeing some of these senior leaders graduate and move on. The game is still in good hands. Louisville, number four, Louisville was able to hold off Miami 69-66, so same score games. There it is, twins. Georgia Tech beat Duke handedly 59-46. So a lot of good things going on there. Now, Thursday, if you're still tuning in on the women's side of things, as I told you to do, because it's National Women and Girls, what, National Girls and Women's in Sports Day. I'm going to say it three times fast and get it right. So you're going to support the women on Thursday because we support people year round when it comes to women's athletics. You're going to watch that Florida State-NC State game. NC State is going to bounce back with a big victory that they're going to play at 6 p.m. Maybe the Seminoles will have them go on a streak. Doubt it, though, because I feel like Wes Moore – Probably laid into those ladies just a tad and a bit. Louisville will play Clemson at 6 p.m. Duke will play Pittsburgh. All right, then we'll have Syracuse and Miami, Virginia and Boston College, Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, and North Carolina and Wake Forest. So a great crop of games there for the women's matchup. I know super excited, just as I am. I feel like don't pay attention to ACC women's basketball. You're doing a disservice. All right, so there's that. Those are all of your hoop stories that we have going through the middle of the week. Of course, we'll have the Wednesday and Thursday games to talk about here in just Wednesday and Thursday games to recap on Friday. We'll make sure you're covered there. (laughs) We'll get you betting ready on Friday with Drizzy Drake. On Thursday, we'll have Tyler Aki and we'll talk about the Wednesday game. So there, I got, got the order wrong. Okay, we tried again. Wednesday, we will talk shop. I mean, start... Yeah, right? Okay. Candice, three times fast. Let's try it again. Thursday, we'll talk Wednesday games. Friday, we'll talk Thursday games. And we will preview and get you ready for the weekend with the best bets of the weekend matchups. So there it is. I said, You know, I had to take a second. I had to get myself together. But I don't want to make sure y'all are right because I never want to have people coming back to me like, Candice, what are we talking about? I got to have you all things good and ready. But as I, we always do on Friday, we got the bets betting matchups. We know you like to throw a little money out there. We know it's the Pro Bowl. So maybe you want to throw a little Pro Bowl, how many catches, who's going to win the contest and all those different types of things. And maybe you're already ready for the Super Bowl and you've already got your big winner. Is it going to be the Bengals? Is it going to be the Rams? Who's going to defend home? LA, stand up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Who's going to sing? How long the national anthem going to be? All those weird kind of bets. Let me tell you about Bet Online. It has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as you get ready for the big game. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just about football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline is where the game starts. And as we're wrapping up the show today here, I want to make sure you guys are well-equipped and ready for what should be a very exciting uh, into the into the week. Again, I mentioned North Carolina will be taking on Duke in the huge rivalry that is. We all know it's the best rivalry in sports. You might argue it's college. I say it's all time because there's nothing like it. Eight miles down the road, high energy, probably my favorite time of the year, only because 
everyone who's anyone who walks into a Harris Teeter, a Whole Foods, a Food Lion, one of our local grocery stores, and you want to be able to wear your sweatshirt and your hoodie with pride, okay? And you know if you don't win that game, it is not going to be a good time for you. I've seen it too many times to count. I've lived it, right? So have all of that for you. If you have a favorite UNC Duke rivalry, I would love to know what your favorite matchup has ever been. Do you enjoy the Danny Green dunk? Is that one that you can't forget? Do you remember where you were when Austin Rivers shot that shot? right? Do you know where you were when Caleb Love went off for 25? I would love to hear you tell me your story, right? Did you see a Carolina team not be able to complete both games in terms of losses? They lost at home, then they lost in Cameron. How excited are you to see Coach K go to Chapel Hill? And do you think that it's going to be the same sort of story when they head to Cameron? Will it be a different game? And just maybe one for fun. How much do you think a ticket is going for for that Cameron Indoor game in March? I would argue to say (laughs) you could pay someone's full salary for one ticket to see Coach K in his final game and his final game against Carolina. Final game in Cameron, final game in Carolina, final game against Carolina. Huh. Talk about your heart pumping. Talk about the pressure. Talk about anxiety. I'm stressed. I'm sweating just thinking about it. So maybe we'll see, you know, some of the hottest faces come out because they paid top dollar to do it. But I certainly hope you guys will stick around and let me know all of that in the comments. Again, you can follow at Candice D. Cooper on Twitter. You can also follow at LockedOnACC. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod. If you don't do anything else, you want to figure out a way to support your girl, that's all I need. I just need one little like, one comment. Let me know you're out there listening and enjoying the show, and we'll keep it rolling from there. I miss my guys. I hate doing the show by myself. I I truly enjoy having my folks, but we will get them back here in just a bit, and we'll make sure we're locked and loaded for the rest of the week and beyond. So thank you for tuning in as always, and make sure that you enjoy all of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you want to hear more about betting, you can listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They can have the Locked On Bet of the day and get you right there available wherever you listen to podcasts. For Candace Cooper, I hope you have a great day and until next time.